Hey friends, welcome to the Waterworks Podcast. I am your host, Karen Weiss, and with me again is my co-host, Missy Schoonover. Hello, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) We are back together, and today, although the war in Ukraine is still happening, gas prices are at like 432, depending on where you look at. Today, on the last day of March 2022. Yep, March 31st. (laughs) And let's see, what else? Hmm. We don't have enough time to go there. <laughs> That's true. It's uh, it's raining. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've had snow this week. We've had warm weather, and we've had severe thunderstorm warnings. So, It's yeah. March in Pennsylvania. It's March in Pennsylvania. <laughs> Good times. So today we thought we would talk about something that I shorthand call our 3%. Um, or 1%. Or, yes. Missy, <laughs> she's older than I am, and so has a bit more transformation in her. <laughs> and she believes that it's 1% for her. But Well, <laughs> but as we were talking before, that, you know, on any given day, I could be... Fifty <laughs> percent. So it's it's a it's a variable. Yeah. I'll say that. So. so this all started. It's been a while. It's been a long time. It's been a long time. So there are several different scripture passages where Jesus talks about, or somebody talks about co-laboring, partners in God's work like being part of the kingdom of God, like those are all, you know, invitations to us as followers of Jesus to partner with God in in God's desire for the world, right? So, you know, there's there's several scripture passages. But so, for a while, at least, like a long while, (laughs) I had this idea that it was Mm 50-50. Like, it was half God, half me. Yeah. I'm going to pause so you can laugh out loud. Or be convicted (laughs) by it. You do you. Yeah, you do you. Uh, Yes. Yeah. So... I don't know. It's been like a year, mm-hmm. 18 months. <laughs> and and I have to say the day that Karen <laughs> had the the realization, like, yeah. It was actually kind of funny. Because it was like, "Oh my gosh. <laughs> I just realized that I thought I was doing equal laboring." <laughs> and I laughed a little because uh-huh. you know, I'm older, wiser, mm-hmm. more sage. Mm-hmm. And I giggled because I believe I might have even said, hey, girlfriend, I know what you're talking about. (laughs) I did it yesterday. (laughs) Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. But I think that that's an easy, that's an easy twist for the enemy to use on us. Oh, absolutely. When the enemy takes, takes scripture and feeds it to you, um, 99% true and then twist that 1%. Because when we hear co-labor or co-air, co-anything, mm-hmm. we... We think equal. We think like, equal. And that an doesn't... Equality. And that's not... And that's not what the scripture is trying to teach us. No. At all. 
And so, you know, whether we're talking about co-laborers with Christ or, you know, Jesus, and Jesus even says it. He's like, here, take my yoke. (laughs) Right. The burden is light. You know, Mm -hmm. the yoke is easy. And we're like, no. No. (laughs) It's not. Yeah. Like, oh. We're, t- we're taking things that are not actually our responsibility. Yeah, we were taking everyone's yokes. Yeah. And arm wrestling with the Holy Spirit to take his yoke, too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we were, yes. This is a very serious issue. And, and so by us laughing at ourselves, please don't. Yeah. Don't think that we are trivializing this at all. Because no. we have struggled a lot. With this. If we don't laugh, we will Cry. instantly combust. <laughs> right. right. We will right. self-destruct and fall into piles on the floor. And nobody wants that to happen. No. Because if we realized how much we got it wrong and the invitation that God was giving us and continues to give us mm-hmm. is so beautiful and so infinite and so large, it's hard to understand and wrap your head around mm-hmm. and accept Mm-hmm. Because God, God's grace is one of those things that we, at least for you and I, I will speak when I say we, I mean, yeah. Missy and I. Right. We can only talk about us. We, we do not accept well. No, we don't. And that's painful to even admit that. Yeah. So this is going to be a very transparent, full of vulnerability podcast today. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you can look at your own life. And do some self-reflection and see what, see where the Holy Spirit is inviting you to let go of something or to open up to something. Um, Right. In terms of really this work of transformation is what we're talking about. We're not talking about predestination. We're not talking about predeterminism or free will. Uh, that's not, we're not talking about our action necessarily. Um, Because yes, disclaimer, Missy and I, as you know, and we've stated, we stand very strongly in the free will boat. We do. (laughs) We do. We do. And we know that God has a desire for what will happen. But because love is freely given and is not controlling, um, God is not going to make us into blind robots. Mm-hmm. That's We don't believe that's how this works. So right. when we're talking... it's not love. It's no, not it's love. not love. Forced love is not love. Forced love is not... No, it's it's coercion and... And we, we're not dealing with that at all. No. It, one, of, <clears throat> one of the words used in human trafficking legislation is... Well, two of them are force and coercion. Coercion. See, that's another thing we could throw into the things that are happening today. Yeah. So there we go. Um, oh, and, wow. And the power is starting to flicker. Um, <laughs> I guess we hit a nerve. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> um, if this is the end, it's been wonderful yeah. uh, being with everyone. God will have to miraculously have the Holy Spirit post this. This was um, crazy. Okay. Yeah, so apparently we did hit a nerve. <laughs> apparently. Mm. Uh, well. So anyway, we're not talking about our action in the world uh, because we have we have the choice of whether to follow Jesus and be led by the Holy Spirit 
through creation by the Father, or we have the choice to choose ourselves or the other team. And so that is undergirding this conversation, our understanding of free will and how, again, God is so much bigger and infinite and gracious than we could ever imagine. Mm -hmm. And the invitation is to move into that more and more. So this whole our 3% or our 1% um, is, is about what, how we can posture ourselves or position ourselves in order to receive the grace that God has for us. Very well said. Uh, very well said. Our 3%, I firmly believe, is just showing up. Like, <laughs> well, and that's, and that's where I come in with my, for One. me, a lot of times it's 1%. Mm -hmm. I, I submit to show up. Mm -hmm. You know, years ago I was in a, um, in a discussion with, with some ladies and we were talking, not in these very direct terms, but we were talking about this very, this very issue with, you know, with your walk in the faith. And I thought that this lady gave such a great illustration of this. She said, it's like when you have a child or a grandchild or a niece or a nephew and they're little. And she said, you're out and you're raking leaves. Hmm. And, you know, there's that sweet spot when those kids are like four years old and, and they just, they want to play in the leaves really, really bad, but they also want to be helpers. And she said, I picture the co-laboring with Christ being, he has the really big rake. And he gives me the little, you know, Fisher Price or whatever, little teeny tiny rake that does nothing, but you're out there and you think that you're doing just as much work. And he's looking saying, isn't that sweet? Oh, they're mine. They're mine. And just to enjoy the fellowship and, and the work gets done and you think that you played a part in it. And I just, that always stuck, you know, that has stuck mm. with me. Like, okay, let me get my little plastic rake out because... <laughs> I just need to show up. Mm -hmm. And for a personality type such as mine, that has been, and Karen has lived through it, that has been one of the biggest evidences of transformative grace in my life. That it is not up to me, and I'm not the person that's doing the work. So it's been huge. Mm-hmm but I have to make that commitment every single day, not to slip back into taking somebody else's yoke on my back. Yeah. And it's, it's not even the work that's, mm -mm. that's what we, we take. It's more, at least for me, it's the mental it's responsibility the mental. of it. It's the mental. It's, it's like, oh, it's I always. can fix this. Mm -hmm. I can figure this out. Can I, can I share our... Okay. Okay. So um, I'm not going to give a lot of details, but we just had an experience with this together um, with some other faithful sisters in Christ. And there was an issue that came up and, um, and we were all going to be praying for one of the mm -hmm. four of us for this situation. And we all immediately on the text thread went into, well, here's how we can fix it. Do you remember that? No, but that happens on a regular basis. And me. I started giggling and I even said, here we are. 
we're all trying mm. to fix it instead of praying about it. You were the one that we were praying for, by the way. No, you just I, have blocked I figured it out. that, yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I know the people. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I, but so, there are so many situations recently well, where I've been it, like, I know, girls, I need your help. <laughs> right. And that's transformative growth and accepting grace right there. But it's it's the mental, it's the mind. It's For me, it's yeah. the mind. It's not the doing. It's not the action. It's not the completed task. Most times, it's not even a task. It's an attitude. It's how do I show grace? How do I forgive? How do I... How, how do I admit my own junk mm-hmm. to my creator? You know, so, yeah. So I don't want it to be, yeah, the, the analogy of like raking leaves, that's a very <laughs> kinetic thing. But it's the, it's the mental side of look at me. I'm doing so much when in reality, <laughs> I'm not. He just wants me to say yes mm-hmm. and show up and let him. Yeah. I, as a spiritual director, I have conversations about this all the time. And I have them with my own director. And it's, it's amazing how God invites us repeatedly into what I'll call the sinking down of mentally, yes, we know it. But it do- doesn't connect to our hearts, which are the ones who basically guide our actions. Um, Or there's a lot of tension between our mind and our hearts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You you may know what I'm talking about. Or have experienced this. So, yes, we, especially for people who have been to seminary (laughs) or who like to read a lot about theological stuff, we can explain things till the cows come home, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean we know it. Like deep in our bones, knowing. Yeah. One of the. Uh, yeah. And I come back to this all the time, and I, I could probably start to speak Spanish, but my vocabulary would be really limited. One of the things that has stuck with me, is the, the word, to know has our understanding of it has like five or six different definitions. In Spanish, there's two different words. One is for knowing knowledge, which is saber. And then the other is to know as in relationship. And that has different connotations, but just like our to know Mm -hmm. (laughs) has different connotations. Um, But in order for us to conocer someone, or even ourselves, the heart's involved in that. And and we have this invitation to take off our knowledge hats, like the, the book knowledge part, and let our hearts speak, but then also learn what their true role is, which I'll be honest, my heart doesn't know yet, but I'm learning. Right. Right. And it's in that showing up 
of allowing my heart to show up that God can then do the 97% of the transformative work to say, okay, here's how we're going to reframe this. Here's really what your responsibility is. And, and for me, it's the 99% that he has to do because just to even acknowledge that my heart plays a role in this is really hard. And Karen, you were with me when a very gifted um, man of the faith spoke to me directly and told me one of my biggest hindrances to deepening my relationship with, with God was stop being a brainiac. Stop thinking that I could figure things out intellectually because this could be a result of one's just the way that your personality is. It could be a way that you learned as a child to protect yourself, you know, in circumstances. It could be, it could, the, the reason could be, that you get there could be a random Tuesday when you were 12, you made the decision you were going to be this way. I mean, but our but education system also uh, it, it does encourages encourage that to, you know, do so, well in school, you know, study hard, be smart. And Karen and I both come from very heavy academic backgrounds. And when I was receiving these invitations from, you know, from God to, to feel and to, to put that aside so that I could receive grace that I knew I didn't deserve. We, none of us deserve it, but he gives it to us anyways. That was a really, that was almost like a bridge too far for me. I remember really struggling with that. For years. For years. <laughs> so that's where I say my 1%, Karen's much farther ahead than me because she's got 3%. You know, mine's still 1%. He still has to do 99% because so, so often it is so hard for me to acknowledge the heart. And my little heart is like, hey, <laughs> you know, I think I'm a whole lot better than I ever used to be, but I still have to remind myself to do that whole, you know, let's integrate the whole body. You know, my brain has a role in this to play, but so does my heart and my body. And to integrate all of that has been really, really challenging for me because mm -hmm. it's easy for me to slip back into, I got this. I got this. Yeah. And then say, oh, I didn't pray about it. Oops. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and Jesus is like, that's okay, girl. I've been carrying it anyways. You've just been thinking that you were, but I've been holding it up really, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, and that's something that a lot of people I don't think, I know I never did. I never really stopped to think about, do I receive his grace? You know, because you sing about it at church or you read about it in the scriptures or you hear it in a sermon. But when you have to stop and look inside your own heart and say, is my heart really open to receive the grace that you want to pour out on me, even though I don't deserve it? That, that's, mm -hmm. if you struggle with that, reach out to Karen for some spiritual direction. Because <laughs> it's, it's an amazing journey to go on and you will see fruit. Mm you will definitely see your life transformed. Definitely. Yeah. And the definition of grace, which might not mean a whole lot to you, but you can sit with it and see what the Holy Spirit bubbles up for you, is unmerited favor. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's 
inherent in the word is we are undeserving. Some would say unworthy, and I think that phrase has some extreme negative connotation to it that in our particular culture and time uh, might be unhelpful. Right. But we are certainly undeserving of the infinite forgiveness and and love that God pours out on us. Right. Because we're... Sometimes we wear head-to-toe rain gear. <laughs> and we're like, nope, not getting in today, Jesus. Nope. <laughs> you got me yesterday. We're good. <laughs> I want to wallow today. <laughs> and he still looks at us and says, you know, and the Father still looks at us and sees Jesus. Mm-hmm. See, these are those unfathomable truths or those mysteries of the Scripture that I... I think a turning point for me in this whole, so maybe I'm at like 2% now, maybe. Maybe I'll graduate to 2%. When I let go and just embraced that God knows everything and I don't need to know, and there are truths about this journey that I will never know, it was it, a lot of freedom, mm-hmm. a lot of freedom. And I found myself a little more willing to receive his grace. And that may seem really an odd thing to say, especially for people that know me. And and I've had people say, oh my gosh, you know, you are so close to Jesus. I am. I am. I love Jesus. There we said it. (laughs) Like that is not a surprise. But I still find myself resisting what he wants for me. Mm -hmm. And that's mental for me. And I know that it's mental, it's emotional. And this side of heaven, whatever that looks like, and whenever it happens, and from the looks of outside here today and the lights flickering, I don't know what's happening here. But um, I don't need to know. I just need to know that he loves me in spite of me trying to carry more than what he ever wanted. But it's the, it's, you get, oh my gosh, we get so caught up on words in this culture, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the meaning of words, or even well, what did you mean when you said that word? You know what I mean? Like we just, oh, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting. Which makes people really paranoid in terms of being able to talk about their faith. Because with with all of the care that people have put into word choice over the last 20 years, Sometimes you just have to call a baby ugly. Yep. And. Yep, you do. And if we don't have the freedom to do that in small groups. With people that you are able to be vulnerable with or you have that relationship. Don't go up to a random person at Starbucks. That would Karen just make and I, them uncomfortable. Karen and I may or may not, maybe not a Starbucks, <laughs> but Karen and I may or may not have done those mistakes in the past. I'm not going to disclose. <laughs> just saying. It might have happened. Uh, yeah. Know bad, who you're talking with. Bad idea. <laughs> yeah, it was a bad idea, and we <laughs> might have done it anyways. But anyways. Yeah. But yeah, there's... There's a freedom in being vulnerable. Yeah. And there's a freedom in knowing 
that God is for us and being able to relinquish the control of I've got to do this all myself because like and it's this weird thing right so like if and he, now we are coming back to predeterminism and, mm. and some of those things but like it really influences how we are in the world and if well how many times have we heard someone say it's just how I am yeah, I hate that. Yes, it there is. are very few things that I hate, but like that's that's why I brought it up. Cause the free will part of me is like, <laughs> no, you have <laughs> the ability to change it. Mm -hmm. You don't want to because it excuses your bad behavior. Right, unacceptable. Like that's where free will is choosing yourself and potentially the other team. And when someone's being a total jerk and says it's just how I am, then to me what they're saying, especially if it's someone who is a believer, then what that's saying to me is, so you're telling me that God the Father wanted to make you a jerk to hurt people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, it doesn't. Bless your heart. Yeah. It and, doesn't from, and if you're scripture. from the South, you know, bless your heart is not an endearing. No. Mm -mm. So anyways. Not at all. But that's right. But it's that whole excuse. Let's excuse bad behavior because we're not willing to change. Because we're not willing to change. And that's where the 3% comes in again. Yeah. It's like, are we willing to show up in a way that God's going to, God is going to hold up a mirror and say, I love you, but there are parts of you that are ugly. Yeah. And if you let me, I will change them. Yeah. And having that conversation with God over and over again is not something people want to have. And then to have a Karen in your life <laughs> that you can have these conversations with someone else yeah. who is going to not judge me. Like, we, we have these conversations. We say this all the time. If someone were to pop into one of our phone conversations, they would think, these, what are these people? These two women are certifiable. Right, exactly. Let's let's book them now. They mm -hmm. need to go be put away somewhere. Because it sounds absolutely like we have lost our minds, but what we're doing is we are working through sometimes some really deep theological wrestling that's going on, but we're doing it out loud mm -hmm. to someone that we trust and hear me, it's not like Karen shares things that I'm always like, oh my gosh, you are so wonderful, yes. Or she does that to me, but we're also not always like, oh wow, you suck, you know? Yeah. Like we're very honest with each other because we love each other and we want what's best for each other. And sometimes I just need to verbalize to work through it because my own brain and my emotions will lie to me so sometimes it's, you know, I'm not saying, again, don't go up to Starbucks and be like, hey, do you have a minute to talk? I don't know if you're a believer or not, but let me share with you how I'm resisting God's grace. You know, that might not be the best option. <laughs> but, you know, and this is where I give a plug again for Karen, you know, having that person in your life that you can have these conversations with beyond yeah. your, your prayer time speaking to Jesus directly, yeah. like truly going to the divine. But it's, I think it's good too to have someone who's in the flesh 
you know. Because, like you're saying, our minds, well, our minds and our bodies and our emotions, they can lie to us. Mm -hmm. And so any anyone who has anything to do with, like, creativity or self-awareness, um, self-help, like, they all talk about getting things out in one way or another. So, and it's now thundering. <laughs> <laughs> so I love Julia Cameron's The Artist's Way. Mm-hmm. If you do nothing else than the morning pages and try it, it's, at least for me, it was transformative. I got out so much crap that I believed about myself and was able to look at it and go, sweet baby, eight pound Jesus. Yes. <laughs> yes. I need you, and I need adult Jesus, and I need resurrected Jesus, and I, I need ascended Jesus. I need all the Jesus. I need all the Jesus. I need all the Jesuses. Because mm -hmm. I have some seriously distorted understandings about who I am. Yes. And it comes down to identity. Like this 3% that I reference all the time is really a matter of identity. Yeah. It's like, okay, I am God's. And I also have a healthy respect for the divine and all of the divine's power and, and the love that drives that power. Because that's, that's where pa God's power comes from. It, at least I think so. It comes from the love that is. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. God is love with a capital L-O-V-E. Right. And so if having an objective outside perspective, um, whether it's you writing it down or you talking to a therapist or you talking to your pastor or you getting a spiritual director or a coach, having someone to talk about these things and have, have them say, that's not who God believes you are. And it's in that re repetition. And now there's hail. <laughs> awesome. I'm sorry. <laughs> this weather report brought to you by... The letter J. The letter J. For Jesus. <laughs> All the Jesus. All the Jesus. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's that kind of thing where our brains, generally speaking, are not going to tell ourselves how we are created in the image of love. Right. They are go are those voices, you know, our brains, the ego, the inner critic, whatever you want to call it, is going to tell us how we failed, how we've fallen short, how we need to protect ourselves. Mm -hmm. And that's the key word right there, it's protection. Yeah. Cuz what may have worked when we were 12 doesn't work when we're 25 or when we're 35, or when we're 45. And so given the opportunity, we can unlearn these things. Mm -hmm. But we have to be open and be in a posture where our identity, and it's like the chicken or the egg. Because as we go through this, our identity becomes more secure and we're more open to being present with the spirit in terms of receiving that grace. Like it's, yeah. yeah. 
Well, and it continues. You know, it's like, okay, and the more open you become, the more he will reveal. And mm-hmm. then you work with that, and then it's like, it's like whack-a-mole. I always say it's like whack-a-mole for me. It's like, okay. And then, whoop, something else just popped up, and now let's work on that. But it's, we were at a, um, we were listening to a sermon in person with a man one time, and he was talking about, you know, you can keep putting things down the well. If you put it down the well, it's going to come back up the bucket, come up in the bucket. And I remember we were like, oh, that's such a cool, and until we started living it. <laughs> and we're like, it's pretty manky when it comes back up in the bucket, especially those things that you've buried for a really, really, really long time. But when it comes to your identity and how you see yourself, how you see worth in yourself or you don't see worth in yourself or um, I remember when when I was start and like Karen said this has been oh my gosh at least 10 12 years that this has been slowly building but only within the last couple of years has it been like okay now we're really going to mm-hmm. deal with this how much percentage are you carrying you know mm-hmm. so he didn't throw us straight off of the deep into the pool right away he brought us here but you know, when you, when you realize that you sin, and I'm a horrible, wretched sinner, saved by grace, and you confess that sin, you know, part of my internal growth has been to stop picking that stick back up and beating myself up for things that I have already dealt with. But that's the enemy's goal, is to keep me mired in how I have failed so that I don't shine how Jesus has already won. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that for both of us, we keep we keep that in our front. You know, you can look in the little mirror to look behind you or you can look out the, the windshield of your car. Like we keep that in front of us. Like don't fall for the tricks mm-hmm. because God's grace is something that he gives me because he wants to. Yeah. And I... I can be a horrible mess today and he's going to give me grace. And tomorrow morning when I wake up and I ask him for grace again, which I do every morning after I say, Lord, help me today be better than I was yesterday because I was a hot mess every morning. That's my prayer. And give me the grace that you want to give me today. And then at night, I kind of do a um, reflection. How did I do today? Jesus, how did I do today? And... So far, I've not ever had, you know, thunder and lightning like what we've had here or the booming voice, you suck. Because <laughs> he loves us. And, um, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to open up, though. Yeah, it's hard. And the thing about so I'm going to get back to this whole idea of worthiness. Because, mm-hmm. um, yes, grace is undeserved, mm-hmm. but. If we believe scripture at face value, that we are created in the likeness, or we're created in the image of God, and we become the likeness by transformation, um, there is an inherent worth in really all of creation. And... So if, if you are someone who has been told that you are unworthy or that you are unlovable, hear us now, please. There is nothing that could stop God from loving you. Absolutely. Nothing. Nothing. And nothing. 
and I was privileged to be able to preach this past Sunday on what I call the the parable of the lost sons, plural. Most people know it as the prodigal son, mm-hmm. the one that wanders away, squanders the inheritance, and then comes back. But if you read the story very clear, very clearly, both sons yeah. were lost. And the father goes out to meet both of them. Yes, yes. I love, you know, that's one of my favorites. And like, between this and John 4, I'm like, that, that's all I need, right? Right, like, right. <laughs> Right? And Galatians 5, 22 to 23. Well, I mean, we could be there and, <laughs> oh, and, yeah, true. and. Anyway. And. But but like, I do think that the, the Lost Sons is such a beautiful. And isn't it interesting that in culture, everyone talks about the son that strayed. Mm-hmm. And everybody ignores the pouting other son. Mm-hmm. The one that is like, well, I was here. and I, I was st- here and I never left. And I'm I not going to st- come to your party. <laughs> I stayed out of obligation. And why don't you give me a fattened calf? And I haven't even gotten a goat. And like, right? There's such a sense of, of like, you owe me something. Yeah. And, and one of the commentaries that I read for my sermon, which I found really interesting, was that this commentator said, because Jesus stopped the story, it was like he was giving the Pharisees, who he was directing this story mm-hmm. at, the opportunity to decide whether they would come into the party. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting take. Uh huh. Because we don't know. We don't. With know. the second son, mm-hmm. the first son was there. He, you know, he asked for forgiveness. He repented and had a change of mind that led to a change of behavior. Absolutely. And. Yeah, the, the other son, we don't know if he came back in. We don't know. But what we do know is that God extended grace. Right. And so this is where the posture uh-huh. comes very much into play. And our decision, are we going to say yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I've had people say to me before, well, you know, and this is, again, where you can take scripture and you can twist it. You know, God's desire is that all would come back to him. All. All. I don't know how many different um, translations of scripture of the Bible I have in my house, but it's a bunch. And I have not yet found one that has an asterisk that has the list of people that isn't, you know, this list of people, they're not included at all. You know, it's all people. He Mm -hmm. wants all people. But he wants us to say yes. He's mm-hmm. not going to make us say yes. Yeah. And that's hard for people to wrap their brains around. Like, well, you know, they want to take all the grace for them, but man, that person over there, <laughs> right? Mm. Again, enemy's playground. We're living in it. And, and, you know, when you know the word and you know what what lessons are there for us they're for today there are there are traps that the enemy sets for us every day not because he thinks that you know it is going to make us no longer be saved by the grace of god or you know through christ's sacrifice for us but it's just to to mess with us it does like to see us stumble it likes to see us stumble and question like that's going to make God love me any less. Mm-hmm. No, 
Mm-mm. No. But we know that as long as we are living here in this body, we are going to have challenges. We are going to have struggles. We are going to have insecurities. Those are things that we are going to have around us, but it doesn't mean that we have to accept them. Yeah. And that is, that's, that's a hard line. Mm-hmm. And that's, again, where Karen and I have each other's backs. And there's others in the circle. I don't want it to be like, you know, just the two of us because, you know, we have a bigger circle. But you just get to listen to the two of us. <laughs> but um, it's good to have that, you know, because the temptation is there sometimes to believe those lies. And when you believe those lies, you're saying, well, I don't really believe in God's grace. And that's not true. Mm-hmm. Whether I believe in it or not, he's giving it to me. But it's a whole lot easier to live my life when I am receiving his grace and acknowledging it and resting in it. Yeah. And that, yeah, back to my understanding of the 3%. Like, we're not having to scrape and claw and and fight for transformation. Yeah. And, and keep in mind... We've both done that. We've done it. (laughs) We have the scars. (laughs) So we're not talking like, oh, it's just been so easy. No. We have the battle wounds of those days of clawing and scraping and crying and beating our fist against the chest Mm -hmm. of God the Father and him just going there, there. Mm -hmm. Are you tired yet? (laughs) Yeah. Let let me know when you're done. When you're done. I've got all the time. Mm -hmm. Let me know. I, I am willing to wait for you because I love you. Yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. that's the 97% unmerited favor. Oh. Isn't it a beautiful thing? It's, it's, I, and it's so, again, so hard to wrap our heads around because it is one of the mysteries mm-hmm. of our relationship with the divine among... Lots of other things. Among others. I'm sure we'll unpack some of those yeah. we, in a future podcast. If you're lucky, we'll talk about the Trinity next time. <laughs> Ooh, snap. You know what? A couple years ago, we talked about we're going to have a discussion about the Trinity, and we never did. Now that you said that, we never did. Oh, wow. Wait Stay for it. Stay tuned for that one. Stay tuned for that one. That's another uh, wrestling match that we've had. That is another wrestling match. Huh. But yeah, yeah. there's there's a beauty in not taking responsibility for what is God's. Yeah. And that's when I, and you know, I talk about my 3%. Like, that's my reset. It reminds, it's the shorthand that I have for, Karen, you are taking on more responsibility than is yours. You cannot control this. This is not yours to do. And by the way, God's got this for you. God is for you. And if you're not at 3%, you're in that 1% like I am. There's no shame in the 1%. Well, the thing about it is, I... (laughs) She and I are of two different minds on this, as you've heard. As I said at the very beginning, Missy's farther ahead than I am in that she believes it's her 1%, where I'm still holding on to those two extra percent like they're mine. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. In today's world, 
if you were to say, well, this person is giving 1% and this person is giving 3%, in today's world, they would say, well, that 3% person is a way better person. But in God's economy, <laughs> it's not. Because I think I think because I am older and I'm just tired and, I, and I'm fussy, I'm just fussy today. I'm salty and I'm fussy and I'm a get off my lawn kind of mood today, <laughs> which happens like never for me, but I'm in it today. So that's where most days all I can muster is, you know what, Lord, I've fought this fight for so long. I'm just showing up. Just showing up. Yeah. I'm tired. But but there's peace and there's rest in just showing up. Mm-hmm. And there's relief. Mm-hmm. At least for mm-hmm. me. For me as well. What I feel when I'm willing to give the stuff up. Now, there's a fight to reach giving the stuff up. Now, hear me. You know, I can say, oh, I just show up. It is a daily, like I said, it is a daily struggle for me. I want to fix things. I want to be in control. I want, I, I, I. No. Mm-hmm. No. That's not, that's not what he wants for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you're thinking, oh, my gosh, this sounds like so much work. It is. <laughs> it is. And at the same time, it is heaps upon heaps of love and, and wholeness. Like this idea of what I think what God wants for us, because we live in a fallen world and because things go haywire because they do, this invitation of shalom, uh, which is often translated as peace, but not in the way that we English speakers think of peace. Mm-hmm. It's much more of a wholeness thing. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's what God invites us to. God invites us to wholeness, right. which goes back to the mind, heart, body. Integrated all. Integrated all. Yep, yeah. integrated all. And the more that we integrate, the more we're secure in our identity of being a child of God, knowing that God is going to run out to us, mm-hmm. whether we're the older brother or the younger brother, or both at the same time. <laughs> I'm both at the same time. Yeah. Um, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And, and when I say it's hard work, it's because we make it hard. We do make it hard. We, we are really hard. good at that. We are really, really good. <laughs> if there were Olympic medals given, I they would have to give two golds because Karen and I would be right there. We'd get tens <laughs> from the Russian judges, from the French judges. They'd all give us tens because uh-huh. we we can overthink, overcomplicate, and make things really hard until we realize that we're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then say, stop, rewind, let's reset, let's go at this again, <laughs> and it's always better. Mm-hmm. Imagine that. His way is always better. <laughs> hmm. Fancy that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and it takes a long time to get to that, yeah. too. But all of this, if I was to funnel it down or distill it down into a kernel 
It's all about how much God loves us and how God continually invites us to be open to receiving that love. Period. Done. Done. And in that, in that kernel, I heard nothing about what we do, say, think, act. <laughs> nope. It's him. It's him. It's all the divine. It's all the divine. Yeah. All the divine. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We get to show up. There's the Cliff Notes version. It's all <laughs> divine and we just show up. <laughs> On that note. On that note, we have survived. It's starting to lighten a little outside. So I think we're going to live to, to, to do another, another podcast day. someday where we will discuss the Trinity. That'll be fun. Uh, yes. So if you'd like to get a hold of us, you can contact us at waterworksministries.org. We've got a contact us page. Um, my email's on there too. If you're looking to see how you need to get out your stuff in a way that is held in a sacred container, uh, please give us a call. And if we're not the right ones for you, then we have lots of other spiritual directors that we can guide you to um, that could be a right fit. So now as we're opening up into somewhat of a you can go places and you don't have to be worried about catching the rona or and it's really out of flu season now we're we're, we're reaching that well it is still it's march still march in but pennsylvania but tomorrow's april so we've got yeah. a whole new you know so if if you notice that you're struggling or yeah. that there are things that you want to wrestle with and be supported by someone who really just wants the best for you. Yeah, please reach out to us. We do love helping people and helping people grow into the people that you've been created to be. Yeah. In the love and grace and mercy of of our Holy One. And if you are not local to where mm -hmm. Karen is located, technology is a beautiful thing. So yep. do not let a distance. Mm -mm. If no. you're feeling if you're feeling led to reach out to Karen, but you're like, oh, I live in another state, that's the beauty of technology. Mm -hmm. And just so you know, I've been doing spiritual direction with my director on Skype and Zoom since 2013. Exactly. So yep. you started on Skype. We did start on Skype, and then for whatever reason, Sk Skype stopped working about mm -hmm. eight months ago for yep. for my director. So it's this possible. is not new. No, and it's not as a result of the Rona. You've been doing it mm -mm. for years. No, we live like two and a half hours away. Yeah. And I have trust issues, as I've mentioned. And so I'm not getting a new director until she says, Karen, you need to get a new director. And I'm, I'm done now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, reach out to us, kweiss at susumc.org, waterworksministries.org. Uh, and we hope you have an amazing and beautiful day. Take care. <laughs>